live from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and and Chris Darkham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. It is season six, weeks two and three. I almost said three and four, but that would be factually incorrect. It's weeks two and three. I just got Wordle and four guesses on my first try. It's going to be a great day. Katie, beat me by one. Uh, it is truly a, a day where we are feeling solar powered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are. It is It is early in season six, and I think we have established a pattern of who we like and who we don't. And my guess is you're going to hear a lot of the same thing for the next... Six seven weeks. weeks of show <laughs> yeah um i don't yeah yeah i think that's pretty accurate i'm like well maybe there's a surprise no there's not let's just call a spade a spade we are who we are we have a formula the show has a formula this show has the formula it is what it is my my guess is you'd probably be able to predict nearly accurately nearly accurately the order that people are going to go home in do I well, think I don't you... know. I thought Adam. I thought Adam would be gone by now. And spoiler alert, he's not. Well, the problem is, I'm like, okay, it's not necessarily what we want or what we like. Yeah, we've established that over time that uh, we Are and, the, and the and the voting <laughs> public don't line up, and that's where <laughs> there are some cases where I'm like, well. I can almost guarantee you will guess it correctly and you'll be like, I can't believe this person's still going to be here. So Yeah. So we're doing great. It's going to be fun. It's another day in the neighborhood, you know? <laughs> Shall we just jump into it? No preamble yeah, let's do other it. than whatever we just did. Um, okay. Then we are going to get rid of our very first contestant of season six. Uh, we will be eliminating three people by the end of today, because in case you did not recall, um, in week one, the men and women both performed. And then at the end of week two, after they all performed either a mambo or a quick step, they eliminated one man and one woman in the show's first ever double elimination. So our first... How dare this show introduce us? Well, there's only a couple times that a double elimination is just going to turn horrific. So, like the time they didn't announce they were doing a double elimination. Uh, yeah. So Snicole had to go home as a zombie. Um, and we were all heartbroken. Yeah. Still bitter. Snicole deserved better. All right. Our first eliminated man... Is none other than Penn Gillette and his partner Kim Legs for Days Johnson. Their mm -hmm. quick step in week two was a dance <laughs> that happened. <laughs> okay, before we even talk about the dance, did you die at the package when the bar broke? When off he of breaks the, the bar, wall? yes. Oh, 
It was it was so delightful. He made he his laugh was so infectious and genuine. I yep. loved it. Well, my favorite detail is through the rest of that package. There were a couple times they were showing rehearsal shots in that studio, and the bar is just still on the ground, broken, <laughs> and that just tickled me to no end. That like throughout the rest of their time, they just like left it there. They just accept. They were like, well, let's go dance. <laughs> No, nobody's nobody's gonna fix this in this package. Yeah. Um, it was very funny. Yeah, but he he did a quick step. Um, I felt really bad for him because when it got done, you could just tell how like defeated and angry and like upset with himself he looked. Um, I didn't even think it was that bad of a dance. It just looks like it's so much work for him. And it just looked like he stomped his way through it. But, like, it wasn't a horrible dance. Well, to me, one of the big problems was the height difference. He just mm-hmm. could not get over it. Um, and that that hurt them a lot. So he didn't really look naturally as he was moving. I maybe liked it less than you did. I thought the scores were inflated. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't. There was nothing natural or Too easy bad. looking. Yeah. He started with the Len voodoo doll, and I have to wonder who ended up with that doll at the end of the night. Like, is that still somewhere in DWTS wardrobe? Like, some back closet? Does Penn have it? Like, Does one of Len's ex-wives have it? Does Len have it? I don't. I don't know. I want answer. I absolutely would love the idea of Len Goodman walking up to a producer or something like after the show and being like, "Well, I want the doll." No one is allowed to use it against me. <laughs> if this gets into the wrong hands, my life will be chaos. <laughs> idea of super like superstitious len goodman just being like we have to dispose of this correctly um you were not sold on Penn's shtick in week one how did you feel about him saying it's a lot of work to do this show so my advice is don't try don't do this it's not worth the effort how did you feel about that of course I hated it. Come on. I did not enjoy it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like dislike him, but yeah, the, the personality and the jokes are just not, they don't jive well with me. That joke did not do it for me. I was like, oh, okay, well, what a farewell. You have this juxtaposition of like, quote unquote like comedian whatever you want to say so like you have Penn and Adam who are basically like doing the same bit about their feelings on the show and then you have lovable sweet Steve Gutenberg who just like every chance he gets is like this show is phenomenal I love doing that like he's so effusive in his praise and then you have these stupid freaking comedians over there that are like oh my advice don't do the show and I'm just like ah, I don't like that they're both on simultaneously i mean i thought it was again i can see the point of the joke but it's it's just been like a one note thing for pen yeah. over two weeks so 
And you know what, Penn? You don't have to worry about doing the show anymore because you see a score of 17 and then you get eliminated. How you like them, Apples? A five from Bruno, six is otherwise. A combined score of 33 out of 60, which was the lowest male score over weeks one and two, which meant, Penn, we hardly knew ye. The lowest score of weeks one and two, though, belonged to female Monica Sellis and her partner Jonathan Roberts. Katie, I'm so sad for you that we've lost the Iceman. Isn't Alec the Iceman? Oh, well, we've lost the man that you love, either way. I know. It feels like ice in my heart now. Uh, it just, it what would we, just... What would we call What would we call Jonathan if he's not the Iceman? Because you're right. What's Jonathan? I don't know. A dreamboat? I don't know. The the perfect, like, the perfect professional? I don't know. God's gift to Earth? I don't know, Chris. My future ex-husband? I don't know. What would you like me to call him? I think we can use all of those. We could workshop them. (laughs) Oh, Jonathan. Gone far too soon. Um, Jonathan, not Monica. Jonathan. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think of the nicest way to say this. Um, Let's just call a spade a spade. Her mom, she performs a mambo. Oh. It's it. It's the same notes from week one. She looks uncomfortable. Her body just moves so awkwardly and it probably would have been unfair to drag her along through more of the show because she was very she was working so hard but she was so clearly uncomfortable yeah and i mean it was a i thought it was an improvement slightly from week one. Oh, that's generous <laughs> i said a slight improvement <laughs> Oh, you thought she was leaps and bounds better, Chris? (laughs) If anything, I was like, I'm disappointed you didn't see one six. Um, Oh, that's nice of you. Okay, keep going. It's very kind of me. Um, I mean, it needed more hips. Like, it just needed hips in general. I did enjoy that Jonathan choreographed that she would like ruffle her skirt a lot and would like hold her skirt while they were moving. And so she could move it. So it would fake the concept of her hips moving. I loved that. (laughs) Yeah. He's a talented man. He knows what he's doing out there. (laughs) No, it just, yeah, it was her bottom half was just so like slow and I just, it didn't work as a mambo. No. And she was never, she was never surviving. She had nine points to get to Marissa and there was no way people weren't going to vote for Marissa. Yeah. Marissa like is the target demographic. She is, Marissa is a suburban, like excited mother who would watch Dancing with the Stars. The overlap of like, marissa's personality and then like the demographic of dancing with the stars it's just one circle it's it's just one circle so alas we never got to hear monica talk about her most memorable year (laughs) (laughs) what do you think it would have been chris the year she triumphed 
Oh, yeah. By by surviving being stabbed. Um, yeah. I feel so bad that that's just, like, all I want to focus on. <laughs> Not the fact that she's, like, a tennis champion. I'm like, please, tell me more about your trauma. Oh, my God, am I RuPaul? Maybe you <laughs> tell are. Tell me about your chronic illness. Tell me. Okay, so on this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, there is a uh, queen who identifies as a cisgender heterosexual man. Um, so <laughs> this contestant comes in in the premiere and is like, I'm not planning to disclose right away to the other contestants that I'm straight because I don't want them to like judge that. I've certainly like heard opinions before, blah, 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 blah. So I want them to judge me on me first before I do that. Like the first thing Rue says to this contestant is, so you're straight. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's very funny. So Rue outed him. Well, that's been a big topic of discussion this weekend. Like, I was celebrating a friend's birthday yesterday, and at one point we were all like, okay, can we talk about the outing of the straight man? <laughs> <laughs> so, in conclusion, I just wanted Monica's trauma. That's the only reason she should have been kept. But alas, yep. um, 15... And you know what? Deserved. I thought of 16. <laughs> <laughs> and now, because we are just getting the eliminations right out of the way, let's move yeah. on to our third and final contestant that we will say goodbye to. This person did make it into week three, but unfortunately will not make it any further. And I definitely mean unfortunately, because there's somebody who's still here instead um we are saying goodbye to the goot steve gutenberg and his partner anna trebunskaya a mambo in week two i'm just so sad that he goes home but i guess let's talk about the mambo and let's get that out of the way quick it is okay that he goes home because apparently he's just on a rampage and is a monster and it was Don't so you stupid. dare bring that up right now. That was Don't so you stupid. Dare. We have an enemy, folks. Stay tuned to find out who it is. <laughs> we have someone who we are vehemently against. I have no idea if I pronounced that word correctly. I've always said vehemently. Vehemently against. But uh, you immediately switched to my pronunciation when I said, I've always said it this way, but I don't know if that's how you say it. Let's be honest, Chris. I'm an incredibly impressionable person. Oh, oops. Vehemently. 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 We have feet. As soon as I looked at that, I was like, okay, I knew that. This person sucks, but not Steve Gutenberg. Steve, I'm getting off track. Steve Gutenberg is America's sweetheart. He is. <laughs> I didn't even think about what I was saying when I said that. Anyway, he goes out there. Oh my god, I need to focus. This coffee is hitting in a way I was unprepared for. Um, he goes out there and he performs a mambo. And his face was performing, but his body, not so much. He was fun to watch, and he made me smile, but the dance itself was, like, meh. 
it was a weird combination of like his lower body was looser, which was good, mm-hmm. and his upper body was just like robotic, mechanical. Yeah. Um which made it like bizarre. It was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um it was bare just like Monica's to me, it was barely improved. But there was a slight improvement. The judges liked it less than I did. Um because maybe I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Did it that? I I guess. No, I would say it was an improvement. But it just, I was like, it's not enough improvement. And then I was like, yeah, if it improved at all. Um, I really enjoyed, in the package, Steve got to have a good cop, bad cop routine. Now, when Anna Travunskaya says, we are going to good cop, bad cop, let me bring in my mother. My first thought was, who's going to be the good cop here? Mm-hmm. Because I just assumed, knowing who Anna Trebunskaya is... Yeah, that her I, mom would be... I assumed something about her mother. So I was honestly hoping Anna was about to be the good cop. Uh, <laughs> instead, Anna's mom is... A charming delight, a lovely lady, fun yes. with Steve. I, I mean, she Arena was a joy. They were truly giggling like schoolgirls, like while they were rehearsing. Like she was just so lovely. She brought such a fun energy to the rehearsal. She was. It was so much fun. Well, it was just really fun. I mean, Steve got to have packages with the general extended Trubunskaya family. Yeah. Which was so much... Like, Steve's packages were really quite charming both weeks. Yeah, he is a delight. He gets his scores. He sees a 16, a 6 from Kyrian, and 5s from the boys. And after he gets his, his scores, he's like, you know what? This show makes the world a better place. Like, he is just... He exudes happiness and joy. And I'm so mad that he goes home and not my number one enemy. (laughs) Well, in week three, his final dance, he dances a tango with Jonathan Roberts in rehearsal. How did you enjoy watching the perfect partner dance with America's sweetheart? I loved every second of it. I absolutely enjoyed it. They looked like they were having fun. They were not like goofing off, but it was just a little bit looser than it normally is with Anna. I loved it. I thought it was funny that they kept being like, oh, Steve is doing like a lot of rehearsals on his own this week. It's like, there's no way he's dancing alone. Like, oh, I'm going to learn the choreography without Anna. I'm going to practice these things that I don't know how to do on my... Like, no, he clearly had people there with him. I'm going to teach myself how to, like, have a frame for a tango. Sure, that was happening. Did you wince a little at Anna's use of a face mask during the package? Kind of. Just because I was like, ooh, that's a little too on the nose for the world I live in now. Yep. Um, All things considered, not a bad tango. It was a delightful tango. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. 
it, it, for me, he was mostly there to serve as a frame. He didn't necessarily get to do a lot, but he had decent posture. He was good. It was a good dance. I just, yeah, I, Anna looked incredible, as always. Um, they had a good connection. It was really good choreography. It definitely served Anna a little bit more than it served him. Mm-hmm. Um, his neck was a little stiff, and I thought his frame could have been a touch stronger. But to think of where we were weeks one and two to where we were week three, I was like, this is such a big improvement. I concur. Um I did think it was interesting with Samantha backstage. Naturally, she asks him about Jonathan. Basically, the question becomes, I don't know, would I dance with Jonathan uh, for several dances on the season? Maybe. And I thought to myself, why would you ever trade Anna Trabunskaya for Jonathan? Why would you ever give up the Trabun? Because he's the perfect partner. What are you not getting about this? And she is the Trayboon. This is when an unstoppable force <laughs> beats an immovable object. There is no right answer, Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only right answer is for them to get divorced. Uh, it is a 21 out of 30. And... And, and we sadly have to say goodbye to Jonathan and Anna's relationship and mm-hmm. to Steve Gutenberg. It is a shame because he was having a blast. He was delightful he was. and charming. I don't see why there are a couple people who were getting votes over him. No! There's somebody else that I'm going to have opinions about in a bit. (laughs) Not the one you're thinking of either. Can't wait. But, alas, Steve Gutenberg, goodbye, sweet prince. I miss him already. So, of our contestants who are still in the running to become America's next dance superstar, we have, with her partner Fabian... Marley Matlin. In week two, they dance a quick step. Woo! They essentially require eye contact in order to help Marley know where the beat is, where we are in the dance, that sort of thing. Of course, in a quick step, based on the way posture is, they're not really allowed to look at each other. Um, So this one brings a lot of question marks before they begin it. Mm-hmm. Did they answer those questions for you? I think they did. I thought that they did a really good job. For um, First of all, I want to shout out the wardrobe department because that shade of blue was gorgeous on her. I thought she looked beautiful for this dance. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, her upper half was smooth, which you need in a quick step. But her frame didn't look quite right. Like, her shoulder was too far back or something. But, like, her footwork was great. It was a really hard routine, I thought. Um, I agreed with Len that it went into, like, a mambo feel at times. And, Absolutely. Like, I didn't 
love that. But it was a good routine. She is a total surprise to me. I mean, not a total surprise, but like I just, I, she, she blows me away each week. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. It was a weird mambo quick step sort of thing. The music didn't help it. Um, it for me, the feet were a little bit heavy that she was like sinking into them instead of staying up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good, it was a good routine, a good dance, challenging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see eights across the board, 24, for 46 out of 60 over the first two weeks. Um, then I did enjoy backstage. Samantha kept putting the mic in front of Marley. <laughs> yeah. Which she didn't need to do. Um, you may have noticed she didn't do that in week three because I, I was watching for it. In one of the weeks, Marley kind of like, like brings attention to. Well, it. she does I that at I the start be... of week two. Um, that yeah, uh, Samantha holds up the mic and Marley like pushes it away. Uh, yeah. Um. And so she Samantha, does not do it's, it. It's it's a very it's a very sweet moment where Samantha's like, oh, I know, I kept doing this in rehearsals too. Like it's you can tell yes. like this is something that they have you know joked about, and it's it's a very sweet moment. I thought not and, sweet but funny. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think it like, it's clearly not made out of meant out of malice. And I don't think anybody would interpret it as that because Samantha is a professional. And when you're like trained to, I need to get the mic to the celebrity's face every time, like blah, blah, blah. The, how are you always necessarily going to remember the one person that you're never supposed to do this for when like, this is just your habit. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So then in week three, we move on to a jive. Chris, how'd you feel? I don't have a lot on this one. <laughs> it was... Okay. It was fine. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, she was mostly centered on the beat, fairly sharp, wasn't very exciting of a dance, but it was decent. Um, I just get rubbed the wrong way by him. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of all I was left with. Like, well, she did fine. The end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like with my big, like, takeaway from week three is she just needs to go bigger. It feels like she knows the routine. You know, she's so impressive. And, like, now I'm just ready for her to fully sell me on the dance. Is kind of how I felt. Um, She was at times just like a hair behind him but because it's a jive it was so noticeable so I felt bad about that but yeah I'm just I'm ready for her to go full out I think that's a really good I think that kind of nails what I'm missing from her Mm -hmm. she is good but be special, be bigger, be more. And you know, it, or at least it feels like she easily could. Like, I feel like she just needs to, like, turn it up just a few notches. And she could be on that, like, Christy Yamaguchi level. Like, she could be on that just, like, spectacular level. I really do. I really think if she could just go bigger and just sell it, I think it would be similar 
Okay. I'll I'll roll with that <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> I I don't think saying a Christy Yamaguchi level, I don't think is attainable for anybody. If you had said like, oh, at like Jason's level, I'd be like, you know what? Sure. I'll buy it. Um, but. Well, I had to go with the female. I had to go with the female comparison. Anyway, she scores a 21. It is what it is. Chris hates me now. It's fine. I don't hate you. I just. (laughs) I mean, I I enjoy her a lot. I haven't been blown away by her yet. So I'm just kind of like, sure. And and so to hear you be like, oh, well, I see this huge potential in her. I'm like, I don't not see that, but I'm not like ready to, ready to go to, she could be Chrissy Yamaguchi. Like, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry that I said Christy. I'm sorry I threw that out. I should have said Jason, and that's my freaking bad, Chris. Well, the no, one time no, you listen no. to me is just to disagree with me. <laughs> that's unfair, I think. <laughs> I just, I think if she, I feel like she is like right there and I think she really does have such great potential, but I also feel very like protective of her. So it could be some of that coming out too. And that's, I see, that's the sort of thing where I'm like worried, not worried, but I, I thought that when I was like coming out here being like, I'm not sold on Marley. I, I wondered if you were going to be like, oh, I'm going to be protective of her because you already have been. And that just made me fear, like, am I allowed to say even, like, lukewarm things about Marley? You can. You can. I have not attacked. <laughs> I have not. You're right. I, I am, like, the one cold. attacking. I, not attacking, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're, like, at 100. And I'm like, oh. 75, probably. And that just makes me be like, so maybe it's not me like, oh, Katie's being protective of Marley. It's Katie is being too positive on her. I got to bring her to my level. So I guess I'm the attacker. I'm the aggressor. Once again, Chris is the villain. Have you been on the podcast before? We've been known, sir. (laughs) We've been known. Speaking of somebody who still hasn't been on the podcast, Cheryl Burke. And Christian De La Fuente. <laughs> Great segue. In Thank week two, you. they have a quick step. Chris, quick, give me a reaction. He's generic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish it had more snap and pop to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But he had good control of his lower body some of the time. Um, it was quick. It just needed more energy. It needed more sparkle. Yeah. There you go. Christian yeah. de la Fuente. Cheryl choreographed a really good dance. Shocker. I know. And this one, yeah. Like, I just needed more out of him. He seemed a hair out of control at times. His butt came out a couple times. I needed more strength in the frame. I think you said it well. It needed to pop a little more. Mm-hmm. I did not like his reaction. So he gets a score of 27-6-7. And the judges are like, 
not super harsh, but just are talking about, like, you had a couple of missteps, like, your posture was improved, like, Len says hold had a weakness to, or it had a wonkiness to it, and Christian is, like, trying to get the crowd to boo them, and I was like, fork you, man, like, know your role, know your place, this is not, this is not the attack you think it is. I also don't like, and I mean, the crowd boos a couple times in these two weeks, where I'm just like, the judges are trying to give feedback. They are trying to help. They are saying what they see. Um, there's also a certain professional who essentially talks back to the judges this week, where we'll talk about it later. But I'm just like, come on. The judges are just saying what they see. They're not, like, trying to do personal mm-hmm. attacks. Just because you, like, you, the crowd, thought something was exciting or interesting doesn't make it good. And... Mm-hmm. No, like, you're wrong. Just, just don't boo. We yeah. didn't... We didn't boo when we were in the ballroom, right? No! Okay. I just, I, I didn't think we did, but I was like, I really hope we didn't boo for something no i think we had some shockers like the i mean not that we need to get this deep into it but like i remember vanessa's dance we thought was really good and the judges were not as big of a fan and then when we watched it back we were like oh okay i I get why the judges said that but even that i think we were just like quietly shocked like within ourselves but we were not like leading the charge of being like or i mean the one that we might have booed was when it felt like all of a sudden jordan was about to get the first perfect 30 which we did not see coming at all yeah Um, and i i wasn't gonna boo tens but it was like oh what's happening Uh, Mm -hmm. anyway anyway. Uh, so, in week three, then, they perform a jive. Did this one, uh, leave you barking for more? Or did this not get your seal of approval? Boo! They go to SeaWorld, which is no zoo with Edita. I was going to say, was Edita mad jealous? No, because Edita knows SeaWorld is garbage and that supporting the zoo is the right call. Well, they, we didn't see the whales. We saw a seal. Yeah, that's true. Very different, of course. But I'm we... sure that, I'm sure the seals weren't abused. <laughs> yeah, that's where they drew the line. <laughs> anyway, um, they had great energy. He had one misstep where the timing got off. It was a very, like, light lights out dance but i do think it was kind of like lazy on his i don't know he he wasn't like hitting everything it it, there was some shortcuts being taken in my opinion Mm -hmm. i had a problem with most of the jives in this episode that there was not enough Uh, bounce not enough hop not enough lightness his foot that would kick out was good at being sharp and light the foot he would plant with again the word that i used before was like sinking into it and that is what he was doing here um mm-hmm. he just like was too heavy with the foot that's staying mostly in place mm-hmm. where there should be a bounciness to it 
it should like spring and instead it just flopped it was an improvement though i would say from the last two weeks yes but none of the jives were what i wanted them to be no none of them and you know how i am about my jives I'm bringing such an odd energy to this podcast, and I just want to apologize to all of the listeners. I almost wish I could just do, like, a mind-body-soul reset, but I can't. I'm too deep into it. It gets a 25, 8, 8, 9, an improvement. We move then to a celebrity who, unfortunately, finds a way to improve and then de-improve over these two weeks. It is with Karina Smirnoff. Her celebrity partner. Now, I'm not going to say his name yet, Katie, because Tom and, it, like, several people are ref- are pronouncing his name one way. Several are pronouncing it another. How do you think you say his name? Mario? Because several, like, Samantha, Tom, uh, like, a lot of them were calling him Mario. Hmm. But Karina was calling him Mario. So I don't... Now I'm very confused about, is he Mario or Mario? Yeah, I truthfully do not know. Because I noticed that and I was like, oh no. Am I pronouncing his name wrong? I I don't confidently know. Now that you've brought this to my attention, I'm almost thinking maybe it is more of like a Mario... I'm trying to look up real quick about how to pronounce his name. Uh, mm-hmm. But, of course, looking up Mario pronunciation <laughs> does not it's help not us. It's not going well. Yeah. Well, we'll move for, on from this mystery, because it is a mystery, uh, to talk about the dances. They close out week two with a quick step. That is mm-hmm. very, very good. I had some, like, qualms with it. It had some really, like, flashy good parts. Like, I really liked the section of them doing, like, high and low, like, spinning. Like, that was pretty. But I just felt like they could have, like, they could have moved more. They could have used the floor more. I don't know. I just, I just wasn't quite sold on it. I thought he had a very good face, good light feet, a good frame. I loved a lot of the choreography. There was a cool, like, tandem sliding feet moment at one point that, like, blink and you missed it, but I loved it. Um, It was very good. Clearly, them being on the beach for no reason helped them out in their training. Mm Mm-hmm. The beach always does, Chris. But at least it allowed him to be shirtless and hot. That's all we care about here. We want to objectify boys. We want to objectify boys. All right. That dance, uh, 9, 8, 9, 26, 50 out of 60 for their first two weeks. A very good score. Um, mm-hmm. Then they don't rehearse in week three. They rehearse. They just have busy schedule. I mean, they 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 do rehearse. They just, they openly admit they don't have enough time. And to me, the linchpin of that package was the moment when Karina says openly to Mario, we're just not going to get it. 
and we just mm-hmm. need to be okay with that and move on. And mm-hmm. that was like a big moment where like I couldn't believe they didn't play it for more drama. That it was yeah. like Karina openly saying, We don't have enough time. It's not gonna be good enough. That's just gonna be gonna what it to, is. Yeah, reconcile that in our brains. Which was is stunning, especially for somebody who had as much skill as he did in the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. This dance, what did you think of the tango? I enjoyed it. Like, I was okay with this dance. I thought, I really loved the choreography. Um, His face wasn't matching the dance. Mm -hmm. And so that disconnect was really hard for my brain to kind of, like, overlook um something went wonky in the corner and the timing got off at the end but like i still i enjoyed the dance as a whole i was probably closest to carrie ann in my feelings on it um because all three of the judges like wildly disagreed with each other i liked it as a routine i thought a lot of it like had flash was fun to watch interesting I do think he technically had problems in it. Um, yeah. And so, I like, as much as on its face, I'd be like, yes, in the ballroom, I probably would have been like, this is great. How dare Len not like this? But this is a case of you watch it back and you would be like, oh, yeah, it, <laughs> it got what it deserved. It wasn't necessarily, like, a technically perfect dance, but it was an entertaining dance. hmm Yes. It had the entertainment factor, for sure. hmm And I am always much more forgiving in cases of that, because I am usually fine as long as I'm entertained. And I know you look for much more of the technical... Well, I'm, I'm, that's where I fall, like, in the middle on this one. Because as much mm-hmm. as I was entertained by it and was like, I enjoyed that a lot, mm-hmm. I also was missing something, but wasn't willing to go down to, like, a six like Len did. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Len. Weird scoring on this one. Seven, six, eight. We were all over the board. Katie, we don't need to invoke religion right now. We're not to that segment yet. Don't even get me started on that. So, um, in the end, Mario ends up being the last to be called safe. They do not announce a bottom two, but they do know who was the last to be called safe. And so for maximum drama, it is Mario. Um, but good news, he survives to dance another day. And he swears that because his schedule is about to get less busy, uh, he is going to recommit himself to go back to where he was. Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see what next week brings next up a contestant i have incredibly little thoughts about it's shannon elizabeth and her partner Derek hoff in week two they perform a quick step this stick thin model like actress has a let's get in shape package that does not work she just doesn't have the stamina but yet she kickboxes. She doesn't have the stamina. 
So I, I really do enjoy that they do this in week two and then week three is and now we kickbox in the package. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I really have very few thoughts on her. I'm going to be honest with you. They do a quick step. Um, I really didn't focus on her. <laughs> I was impressed with the choreography and I was impressed with Derek. And mm-hmm. that's about it. Really fun. That's literally inventive, all I wrote. Yeah. Fun, inventive choreography. Enjoyable to watch. She was like almost like leaning into him in a weird way, like hunched forward. The judges picked up uh-huh. on a on a weird frame for her, and I was like, okay, good. I'm not making it up. Uh, but b- essentially, this one was one where I think Derek's choreography hid a lot of Mis- things. Yeah, mistakes. Uh, so as opposed to the last dance where Len is like, oh. There, like, of course the audience liked it, but I didn't because it was missing these things. I think he may have gotten swept up in the choreography on this one. Yeah, I would agree. It gets straight eights, 24. They have 45 out of 60 for their first two weeks. And then in week three, they dance a jive. Once again, they get a 24. And I just wonder... Do I have it out for Derek Huff's partners? <laughs> I Maybe. don't I don't mean to. I just I don't care. And and it sounds so harsh when you say like a contestant I have like no thoughts about. Like that's how I feel. And I just think is that so harsh? So I'm just like I don't think about you at all. But that's how I kind of feel about <laughs> Derek's partners. They're lovely, young, attractive actresses who are probably very nice people that I just don't want to succeed. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Well, but she she brings, like, Jenny Garth brought personality. I feel like Shannon Elizabeth brings zero personality. I think my thoughts on Jenny Garth are well documented at this point. Um, I would agree that Shannon delivers even less. Yeah. So as to the jive, I can't put my finger on it, but something was off in the dance. She looked a little overwhelmed. She wasn't quite selling it. She wasn't quite hitting it. It just didn't wow me. Call on me. Call on me. I know the answer. Chris. And I wish that this was a bit, but it's also exactly my true thoughts. She doesn't have the stamina. She runs out of gas almost from the jump. And I'm not even joking about because of the package. <laughs> like, legitimately, from the first five seconds, she just, like, loses energy and it and energy just starts seeping the rest of the dance. Like, it gets even lower as time goes on. Yeah. And I think Bruno makes the comment, like, you need to work on finishing and sticking the moves. And I think that's what it is. To, like, it's just, it's the stamina. And then it's like, you're not ending and hitting. And so then it doesn't have that sharpness to it. And it's just this large, wonky, lethargic dance. 
Yeah, it just, it wasn't my cup of tea. She's not my, oh, that's too harsh. Yep. Nope. Shannon Elizabeth, nope. everybody. <laughs> but the, the, the judges get so much more out of it than we did. Yeah. It's so overscored at 24. No, so overscored. And once again, it's a jive without bounce. Yay, I love them. As, like, all of them are, yeah. All right, I think well, we've, we've said enough. <laughs> you get to intro the next person. From somebody we don't care about to somebody we don't care for. It is Julianne Huff, and of course, the one we don't like, Adam Carolla. His mambo. Um... I was actually, I'm gonna pay him a compliment. I was kind of surprised and thought that he was improved from the first mm-hmm. week. Agreed. It was a it was a slower mambo. It had decent choreography. There were a couple of moments where, like, I couldn't tell if he was meant to like go into a split and like he messed that up. So, like, there were a couple of moments that were a little wonky, but it was an improvement. It was an improvement, and he was performing more. However, I mean, mm. he was not always on the beat. Uh, he no. is an awkward mover, but the performance, mm-hmm. he was actually seeming to give more effort. They did their best to make him seem more endearing in week two, both in the package and it, like with that routine. There was a certain level of more... Again, effort's the word. However, good news. Carrie-Anne doesn't forgive. Carrie-Anne doesn't forget. Carrie-Anne makes sure to bring up... So that somebody makes sure to bring up the fact that uh, Adam used an inappropriate word at her the previous week. I died when she was just like, what are you going to call me this week? Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean... It was stupid that he was like, oh, well, I'm going to make a joke about what I was doing and who I was trying to talk to and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we don't forgive. We don't forget. Get out of here. You're trash. It's just, I would have had, I don't even know if respect's the right word, but like, I would have had so much more respect if he would have owned like 2% of it, but he didn't. Instead, he's just like, playing it off making a joke out no i was talking to the cameraman mitch and like i love that carrie ann would not let him off the hook and she was like you can say whatever like it was i i just hated everything about the exchange i hated it it soured me so much on him same but you called a judge the B word on live television. Because, because she gave you a five and then you didn't call the other judges' names. Just own it. Yeah. Oh my god, I sound like flipping Lisa Rinna. Ugh. I mean, even if he like I didn't expect him to apologize. But like, wouldn't it have been nice if he apologized? It would have been so nice. No- apologize off camera. I don't care if you don't like want to apologize on camera whatever like i i mean i don't get it but like i'll say that i get it but like you seemingly have never addressed this 
And that's some bullshit. Yeah. Well, the way he addressed it was to, like, the opposite of address it. Like, double down. Yes. And that's the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann is far too nice and gives it a six. So does Bruno. But Len... Len gives it a seven. It scores 19. 34 out of 60. One point ahead of Penn for the first two weeks. Which saves him. Then in week three, they dance a tango. To be fair to Adam... Because Adam says a couple things this week that I do not like. To be fair to Adam, Adam makes a joke about Julianne's outfit. She wears a brown bob wig. She wears a lot of fabric that we've seen before, right? Like, we've seen that fabric. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, we might have seen that exact dress. Um so Adam is like, oof, this is not the look for her. We need, like, her and her blonde hair. Perhaps not all covered up. We need to get those votes. And then he goes on to say, I'm sure, I mean, there might be a couple gay guys in wardrobe, because that's the only reason I could think that she'd have so much fabric on her right now. And I was just like, okay. I know it's a different time. It's 2008. But also, I hate you. Um, Yes. Yes. I know it's a different time, but it doesn't excuse it whatsoever. Yep. Um, All I have to say about the tango is that I thought it was not terrible, and it was very similar to Steve's. Everything I said about Steve's, I could copy-paste and say again. Yeah, um... His bottom half surprised me. I think he needs to engage his core and pull his shoulders back. And he needs to freaking perform. Because his face was basically blank. And he didn't capture the essence of the dance. But Julianne did really great. And I it was an improvement again. Yep. Bruno gives a jaunty Savenne. Which is Yeah, fun. and I died when he did it. Because I don't think he meant to. <laughs> No, I think he absolutely meant to because he like kind of looks to Len and like they they seem well, to. Well, he starts like he kind of like he kind of like covers his mouth and like looks at Len, and I thought he was like, "Oh, whoops!" Like I don't know, I I thought it was unintentional. Do we want to talk about the thing? No. Okay. Um. It, it, it just we can like very just explain yeah. it. I was and gonna then say gonna I was I was gonna it. say we're not gonna come on it, on it. We're just gonna say it. Um, Adam talks about the fact that the tango like has a history of being sort of like a dance in some ways, like um, related to pimps and prostitutes. Um, and he he makes a joke that is fairly humorous on the live show. At least I was like, I do think it's kind of funny. Um, he's like, you know, my grandma said, if you want to learn how to dance like a prostitute, learn from a Mormon um, or something like that. And it is, there is a, a joke there about like, okay, yes, 19 year old Julianne is teaching him this like seductive mm-hmm. dance that has a background in like in sex. And um it, like she is as well a, or I I don't know if she still is, but at the time was a member of the Church of 
Latter-day Saints. And so, um, it, like, I get on its face, that's kind of like a, just the, the strangeness here is something to joke, comment on. Um, Adam basically doesn't stop talking about that for the next 90 seconds and doubles down, even though Julianne gets increasingly uncomfortable and doesn't know how to react. And says, I just keep my mouth shut. I never know what to say. Yeah. If you want to keep Adam's smart remarks. (laughs) Yeah. 21. The end. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow the goots goes home and not him. Explain it to me, America. But you know who America certainly loves? Or at least the America that watches Dancing with the Stars. Uh, <laughs> it is Marissa Jarrett Winoker and Tony Tavolani. They are the last to be called safe in week two. Uh, their quick step sees a 21 all sevens on the board. Um, I wish that she was styled completely different because I think... Yeah. The way she looked made me not like the dance. Mm-hmm. She was improved. The dance was fine, but like her hair was like way too tight to her head. Um, I didn't yeah. like the hot pink color. I didn't like that the bottom third of the dress was fringe. Um mm-hmm. I didn't like it. <laughs> I really liked her package where she was like it, it was a very endearing package and she's comparing herself to the other women and kind of just, you know, feeling emotional. And I really think she and Tony are well prepared together. I think they have a good um, friendship. I wish that Tony would push her more in choreography, but um, I thought that they utilized every inch of the floor, which I'd love to see in a quick step. I thought her footwork was really precise and well done, but her upper half was like stiff and bouncy, which is not what you want to see in a quick step, but it was an improvement. And I thought that they did it well. I, I was not sold on the package because like she was somebody who, I mean, at least succeeded in terms of like energy and yes, her scores were, weren't what she wanted, but she clearly was like a crowd favorite, that sort of thing. And so it felt weird to already do a package of like, I can't do what everybody else is doing when you were delivering something that nobody else delivered. Well, but I think what she's talking about, and maybe this is how I feel because like I'm a plus size girl too, is like, you know, Shannon's leg was clear up in the air and like, I physically can't do that. So I am now worried that I can't bring to the table what these other women are doing. Like, it's just this direct comparison of like, I feel like ashamed that I'm incapable of doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I felt it was very sincere and genuine but i see your point of like it might be a little too early to be doing this but Mm -hmm. i think she's i think it's valid especially considering what we're going to get from week three which gives me an assumption on her week four package yeah so week three um were you with or against the judges with I was absolutely with. And this was not Tony's fault. Like, in week one, 
I see in week one, I felt that it was the choreography. It was what Tony gave her. This one, mm-hmm. this jive, she just does not perform. Uh, I think it's Len who says it's careful. I mean, that's yeah. the only way to describe it. She just doesn't perform this. And so when the judges start going in on, you are a Tony-winning actress who won a Tony for being this big, bubbly performance. Mm-hmm. Where was that in this jive? She, like, ended it much bigger and more excited than she danced. Her reaction to finishing see, it I... was more than she gave in the performance. I felt as though it was the choreography. There were no kicks and flicks. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, jive content to it. It wasn't all that bouncy. I think that the choreography was incredibly careful. I agree with what you're saying, but I think a good portion of that did have to do with Tony Tony's choreography as well. See, I disagree because I think... I think she if she had performed it bigger and better, you would have seen the bounce, the kicks, like bigger kicks, because there were kicks in there. They just were like... I missed them. I missed all of the kicks, apparently. Yeah, it just, it was so disappointing, and I put it on her. And so when you have Tony, who's like, oh, like, like, A, Tony shouldn't have said the, well, she won a Tony for singing. Like, no, she did win a Tony for performing. Yes, it wasn't for dancing, but she won it for performing. And they were criticizing the fact that she mm-hmm. didn't perform this. Mm-hmm. Where was the performance, girl? She looked devastated by the judge's comments. And that, like, broke me. Didn't break me. Because all I could think is, like... I assume Tony and Marissa will go back and watch the footage. They will watch this dance again. Mm -hmm. And I hope that Tony realizes, oh, I see exactly what they mean. Because she's so contained and so small. I, I, honestly, I don't have a lot of sympathy. Because I just, I think the judges were right on the money. They said exactly the problem. And they just seemed gobsmacked. And like, it was what was there. They're just telling you what they saw. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how you expected anything different. Um, six, seven, six, we'll 19. see what next week brings. All right. Let's move to a female who I think is living up to her potential. It's Priscilla Presley and Louis Van Amstel. They're mambo. I'm a big Priscilla fan, man. Same. She's so soft-spoken. But I love that then they, like, mm-hmm. show her just, like, shouting things out in rehearsal and, like, squealing. And it just makes yes. me laugh. It seems like they have a lot of fun together. But the Mambo, like, it really worked for me. I really enjoyed this routine. Um, I needed a little bit more hips. It had a very subtle energy, and she delivered. The ending made me gasp. Like, I was very here for this dance. It was a tough routine, too. Getting some of the timing down, I think, Mm -hmm. would have been very difficult. Because of that, it was not always in sync. It wasn't always, like, perfectly executed. But I liked it a lot. It was appropriately sexy for her. Mm -hmm. I didn't love the animal print. Um, but I, yeah. I thought it was very good. All sevens for a 21. 
that meant that for their first two weeks, they had a combined score of 45 out of 60. Then in week three, Priscilla and Louie take on a tango. I love a tango that uses a lot of like leg flicks. And yes. this one has a lot of them. I loved this tango. So sensual. She had such an ease about her. They had an incredible connection. I held my breath through the entire thing. She looked incredible. Great leg movements. It had a slinkiness to it. It had the fast and slow. It was just very well done. Yeah. I didn't take a lot of notes on it because I was like, this is just a very good tango. Very (laughs) solid. Got everything I wanted from it. Her live interview wasn't great. It was very strange. But I just, I really like her. I still really like what she's bringing to the show into it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Other than an eight from Carrie Ann, it gets otherwise nines, 26 out of 30. Yay, Priscilla. Stick around, Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla. We get to do the final two contestants. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, this is what we've all been waiting for, right? This is what we're here for. Yep. Yep. Get ready to gush. It is leading man, NFL man of the year 2007-08. It is Jason Taylor and Edita Slavinska. They dance a mambo and they just come off so well together in the package. They're really good together. Yes. Edita's kicking butt. She's wearing leg warmers. She is living her best life, and I am so here for it. And he's just so easily charming. Yes. Yes. Like, it's effortless. I also enjoy, previously, you wondered if Edita was, like, calling Jason sexy. She's nearly hitting on him in this package. <laughs> I just don't feel like we ever, like, hear Edita call someone sexy, you know what I mean? We don't always see this side of Edita. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're seeing this mambo. Like... This mambo is fantastic. It is a fantastic dance. It, yes, is, it is wonderful. He had such an ease to him. He looks like a leading man out there. And that routine was hard. And he delivered. I concur. Um, I wish there were times where I wanted him to bend down lower. But that's like my only note. I, I, I mean, I don't care. In the end, like, I was wowed by it. I was wowed by it. He came to slay, like. Yeah. He was ready. I could have used just like a touch more hip out of him. Just a, a touch more. Okay. Okay. I uh, I mean, we're both, like, giving small little quibbles, and it's like, who cares when it's that good? We don't care. It's week two. It's week, it's week two. two. And He's it, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's, he's just, I, I love him. 
What else can I say? I love him. Yeah. That's end of sentence. <laughs> yep. 27. They get 49 out of 60 for the first two weeks. One point behind Mario for the lead of the men. And dare I say... I, I, I think I like Jason better than Mario, but that probably also takes into account week three, which is unfair. Yeah. Because in week three... Jason dances a jive. I will say the jive is not as good as their other dances. This is probably their their least good. But he's still impressive. Yes. I think just like, and I hate to pull out this card, but just like him being six foot six and being able to do what he does with his legs and to to have as much energy as he does in them and all of that, like it is impressive that he is able to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Not well, that that makes it a great dance, but it's it's just impressive. This one, it just took a long time for it to like take off, yeah. and he looked like he was thinking the whole way through. Yeah. He had good lines. They were a little off in the in sync section. It felt very loose. It just, it wasn't quite clicking, but it was it, still very yeah. impressive. It wasn't a big enough performance, probably. But this gets a seven from Len, eight from the outsides, 23 out of 30. I enjoyed the concept that in the package, he said his philosophy was. When you don't know something, keep your mouth shut, keep your ears open. And I'm like, okay, he's got the right attitude coming into this show. And then the yes. rest of the pack then the rest of the package is him. As soon as he doesn't get it, he like gets angry at himself for not getting it right away. I'm like, that's not keeping your mouth shut. That's being frustrated that <laughs> you're not perfect. Uh, yeah. So hopefully he finds a way to balance those two impulses. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy him. Oh, I love him. And, yeah. I mean, I think I would do the same. I'd be like, oh, you know, if I don't get it, I just have to listen. But then also be like, oh, but I haven't gotten it yet. And I'm not, like, going to be mad at the person teaching me. I'm going to be mad at me for not being better. Uh, yeah. You just need to, you know, do that in practice. Finally, let's talk about somebody who doesn't need to practice. It's Christy Yamaguchi. I mean, I can basically sum up both weeks in just like five words which is just she's incredible like game over (laughs) that's six words (laughs) no she's incredible like game over no you did five i lied i am sorry i didn't claim to be good at counting no never did not a math podcast not a math podcast and please don't stick around for our spinoff just meaningful numbers (laughs) (laughs) where all i do is count (laughs) just significant digits um (laughs) yeah Um, so the mambo i could not take my eyes off of her she's incredible fast action-packed energetic precise it's it's just it's wonderful. And I she will... performs. She like she isn't just technically proficient, she performs while doing it. 
I will say that I felt like Mark was out dancing her, like on some of the shimmies, and Mark was maybe outperforming her at times. But like, she's so good that it doesn't even detract that much. That's probably true of the shimmies. She seems a little uncomfortable with those. I did not like the outfit. I don't understand why we were still doing like more animal print. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it's so good. All nines, 27. Spoiler alert, she's going to get only nines for the first three weeks. Yeah. Who is going to beat her? Nobody. Nobody. Um, they're tango. Uh, this was also maybe my least favorite of her first three dances. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It was a good performance. Um, there was good fire and ice to it. There was stop and start, hit, all that stuff. I wanted more from her face. Could not agree more. I didn't get the costume that we were doing. I didn't get what we were... Like, I don't even know how to explain. Like, her hair was in, like, a... Like, a beehive. Not a beehive. You know what I'm talking... Like, yeah, but did you her- did you like the side of the hair? Because I loved the sides of her face. I loved that. I didn't... The, like, the S's on, like... Yes. Like the... Yeah, I mean, that was cool, but I just... I wasn't... Like I said, I didn't get it. I was like, why are we doing this? I thought it worked. The look on this one worked for me. I just... I didn't understand what Mark was doing. He wasn't lip-syncing, but he was moving his mouth a lot. Yeah. And I didn't know what was happening. It was a little distracting. She is is a star. Yep. But, um... It was full of content. She didn't miss a step. She holds her own with Mark. It's just incredibly well done. She's better than anybody else, and it's not close. Yeah. This is the Christy Yamaguchi show. It's it's the Christy Yamaguchi world, and we're just living in it. We're just blessed to be able to watch it. Mm-hmm. 27 straight nines. You'll probably hear this exact same commentary next week on her. What do you think the lowest score Christy Yamaguchi is going to get would be? A 27. (laughs) Okay. If a judge was to give her a score that isn't a 9, who is most likely to not give Christy a 9? Carry on. Okay. Who is the judge most likely to give, assuming she doesn't get a perfect 30 right out of the bat, who is the first judge to give her a 10? One. Okay. I don't, re- to be fair, I don't remember any of these things, if any of this is true, but. She's so technically good that that's why I feel like Len is going to reward her with a 10 mm-hmm. first. I think that's probably a fair bet. And that is our last performer of week three. Katie. Mm-hmm. So real quick, who are you going to give your golden boot to at the end of week three? Um, This is really going to shock you, but it's Adam Carolla. You know, I'm going to say something shocking. Yeah, I'm At ready. the end of week three, I'm going to get rid of Christina. I'm going to make that joke every time. Uh, I am going to get rid of Adam Carolla. And... <gasps> I'm shocked! It was a tough toss-up between Adam and Shannon Elizabeth. Adam. <laughs> it was a tough toss-up between Adam and Adam. You know, I didn't know which way I was going to end there, but I finally decided on Adam. And will you give a jaunty Seven to weeks two and three? Who was the winner of weeks two and three for you? 
Christy Yamaguchi. This time, I must also agree. I cannot go with Jason. I have to go with Christy Yamaguchi. Yeah. If Jason's jive would have worked more, it could have been Jason, but it had to be Christy. If Jason's jive was just even a little bit better, I probably would have said Jason. Yep, because I wanted to, and then I was like, no, I can't excuse Mm -hmm. it. I know. Um, So it's what it is. We're fine with that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. If you are fine with what you heard, make sure you give us a rating. You can do that on Spotify now. You can also do it on Apple Podcasts. We love seeing your reviews. We also appreciate subscribers. And send it to your friends. We can be found on any podcatcher. If you want to see our tweets or get in touch with us, you can check out our social meets. We are on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. We are on Twitter at JMPPod. And we are on the Instagram at JMP.Pod. Well, Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for an all-new episode of Samantha Who... Coming up next. Bum ba da ba 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 da ba ba da 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 da